Welcome. This is ActiveSpirituality.life. It is a weekly forecast program with astrology and a guided meditation activation to help you make the most of your week. It's run by Pamela Cuchinell, that's me, the astrologer, and Susie Mazzoli, Master Healer. We invite you to find out more about our individual work, Susie Mazzoli, susiemazzoli-healer.com, or insightoasis.com for astrology. You can also find both of us at activespirituality.life, and we look forward to your joining us every week. Please share with your friends. Here we go. Welcome, everybody, to week 10 of this year, 2024. Uh, Pam's going to let us know all about the week starting March the 4th, and then I'll be back with our meditation. So March. Wow. March 2024 is a big month. And my good news is this week, March 4th, is a very strong week for getting things done, putting things in position, sloughing off the old, finishing up. We've got the new moon on the end of the week, which will be when we want to launch what we're doing. Because what comes up in March is we have the spring equinox, which is earlier this year, and we have the first eclipse of the year. So I will talk more about those things closer to their weeks, but I did want to mention that because this new moon that comes up the end of this week is in the sign of Pisces, and it basically, it, it's all about putting us into position to launch because remember, astrologers, we begin our year essentially at the spring equinox. The year changes its number on January 1st, but for astrologers, the year begins at the spring equinox, the zodiacal year, if you will. So what I'm looking at this week of March 4th is that moon is in the sign of Sagittarius as the week opens. It goes void, of course, at 10.41 a.m. And when the moon is void, we don't want to start anything new. We want to work on projects already in motion. We want to clean up our desk. We want to float and conceptualize, but not lock into anything that has uh, a draft of permanence or a sense of, yes, we're going to make this thing happen. Because invariably, when the moon is void, of course, there's just not enough to stick to it, to have it really, really fly. Uh, this may change based on your personal horoscope, but usually usually not so much because it depends on the other players involved always and what's going on with them. So the moon enters Capricorn at 4.15 p.m. So I see this first day of the week as a great day to get yourself in position 
for when the real work gets done. And that begins as soon as that moon enters Capricorn, late afternoon, 4.15 p.m., the times I give her Eastern time. So you'll need to adjust depending on where you live. But that just sails into a couple of very strong days to be making things happen. It's a Capricorn moon, so that's Earth. It's what we call cardinal. It likes to initiate things. So it's very, very strong at building. And it wants to make that foundation rock solid. The lovely thing about this particular travel of the moon through Capricorn is that it also has an open-armed embrace to what that looks like with that real juice that comes from love, inspiration, a spiritual mandate, a sense of this is what I want to accomplish. And so on Tuesday, we've got that momentum that just continues to build. Some of us, especially later in the evening on this day may feel uh, like we have to lick our wounds or have a sense of, uh, you know, woe is me or this again. Don't stay with it. Just sort of note it. It will be larger if you have a, a natal position that shows some some stress or strife or challenge with the uh, celestial body Chiron, that's wounded healer energy. So if you feel a lot like you've had to learn the hard way or that you, um, you have triumphed ideally over a sense of victimization, then accomplishments or things that you do on this day may bring up that sense of, oh, this again, but don't stay with it. I mean, those of us who have this, mm, yeah, I'll call it a scar, <laughs> this scar or this, um, oh, well, this, this place that if you rub it, it's going to hurt. Um, if you've got that, it's, the, the thing to do with it is to, to dip into the higher octave of compassion that it can teach us, the higher octave of how to move through the pain as a, a very excellent chiropractor friend used to tell me. And it's not that we don't want to acknowledge the pain because it's important to know it's there and to honor it, and to, to witness it. But don't let it own you. That's the thing. That's Chiron's biggest lesson, is we do not want to be owned by the pain, by the wound. We don't want to own it. We want to certainly not have it own us, but we want to know it's there, that it's ours, but it doesn't define us. It's there for us to metamorphize, shapeshift, 
change our relationship with it. That's what it teaches us. So this is a very strong day for those of us who have that to work through it and understand it and meet it and move on by it. Great day for accomplishing whatever it is you want to move away from as we're moving towards that new moon. So on Wednesday, the moon goes void, of course, at 2.35 p.m. So that's a great day to continue to push, to work with what you've got going on. When the moon goes void, if you have the luxury, take some rest, take some refreshment time, or simply wind down and see where you're at, organize your thoughts, gather your energy, because the next push begins as of 7.38 p.m. on Wednesday the 6th, when the moon enters the sign of Aquarius. Now, this may be, especially for some of us, air and fire signs note, a powerhouse evening. And that's because Pluto is in very early degrees of uh, Aquarius. A lot of people are already feeling it. I've heard that more than once from especially air sign people. Fire sign somewhat, but air sign, oh boy. Um, so that's Gemini, Libra, Aquarius. And the fire signs, Aries, Leo, and Sag. So what this means, and please remember when I say things like that, it's not just your sun sign, it's it, your ascendant rising sign and your moon sign. It can be other planets within your horoscope makeup, but that big three, they're the ones that are get particularly chest <laughs> when there's these kind of shifts, but uh, many of us can be feeling it in different ways. So what's going on at this time with that moon Pluto is this real raw emotional power. It's in air, so it's logical. It's, it's Dr. Spock, for those old enough to remember who he is, on steroids. It's just over the top. And so it's really valuable for those of us who are feeling that to ground. So very important. Uh, don't forget to eat. This is something... <laughs> This is something uber important for air signs. Yes, you know, it's it's important to be eating the foods that are good and right for your body, but do not um, do not avoid eating with some sense of um, triumph or whatever. Eat foods that are going to ground you, give you a sense of feeling centered. Because this is volatile energy. It's coming in incredibly strong. We're going to see so much change in 2024 and beyond. 
And so it's very important for those of us who are especially jazzed by the energy to ground. You want to you wanna wield the power effectively. So you can use this evening or wherever you are in space at this time. <laughs> you can use this period of time to ground, focus, yes, all those great ideas, jot them down, capture them. Some of them you may act on. Remember waning moon cycle, that new moon comes end of week. And this continues through the next day. So many ideas come in. That's the thing. So many, look at this, look at that. It's the, the extent of what you can put your energy into may be very comprehensive or grandiose for some of us on Thursday the 7th. So we want to taper, limit, focus, put things in a sense of order in the uh, logical brain. You know, does this make sense? Let me put this down. Let me mark it for to observe at another point in time. And the operative mandate that will guide you over this period of time, because it's so powerful and strong, is am I acting on and through love? Is that my, is that my purpose? Is that my goal? And it doesn't matter what you're doing, whether you're studying for exams, when you're working on a career change, whether you're uh, considering a move, whether you're having a discussion with a coworker, keep in mind, okay, my logical is spinning like crazy and we're having all this conversation or ideas or communication or AI is rockin' wild. But is the higher operative component love? That is the most important thing. And it's so interesting that that is, that is highlighted as Pluto is in early degree of Aquarius. So the next day on Friday the 8th, also a tremendously productive day up until 1.56 p.m., there's especially a particularly juicy window in the morning up until the time the moon goes void. So we can really accomplish so much, even in conversation and connections. It's, I used to say this to my daughter all the time. Now she knows it's true. Your life and what you're able to make happen, accomplish, and work, and celebrate is all about the people you know, connect to, and the relationships you forge. It's all about community. Uh, yes, we work to achieve, to personal best, to compete against self, but it all it all is about relationship. Absolutely. And so that is tremendously emphasized, which 
to me is so interesting because Aquarius, the sign, one of the easiest jokes in the astrology community, of course, is, oh, Aquarius, they love humanity. It's people they can't stand. And another is, oh, you know, the world would just be perfect if everybody thought the way an Aquarian thinks. And I can say this because I'm an Aquarius. And it's true to a lot of an extent. However, I think part of what's coming in at this point in time with Pluto is basically saying, okay, uh, we are on the threshold of a new humanity. And with technology, it what is that going to look like? And so that's why I keep, I keep massaging this soft hammer and saying the highest mandate is love. And it must be. If it's not, well... <laughs> Who knows? We've got to keep working that muscle of uh, loving people as well as humanity. And it's not easy. It's definitely not easy. So as we work that and the dreamscape early morning may kind of throw jack-in-the-box stuff out at us, but as we push through that Friday the 8th, Absolutely fabulous time for making those connections. Once the moon is void as of 1.56 p.m., all those ideas or things we said we were going to do or, or things we were going to put in motion, if we haven't shaken hands and, and like concretized that in some way before the moon goes void, it's just going to be a lot of idle chat doesn't mean that's bad it just means that it's it's winding down the energy just is not going to stay in the same way um, this shifts once the moon enters pisces at 803 p.m and this sets up an absolutely beautiful weekend for connecting with people for for oming, for making art, for dancing, for music, for being in nature. It's, it's, it's a delicious weekend for joy, for joy, appreciation, and gratitude. And it can't be understated that people who are grateful for what they have in life just keep having better lives. So if that's, that's a difficult muscle for you to work, if that's not something that you emphasize on a daily basis, this Friday evening into the weekend is a beautiful time to just dive into it. Note the things that you're grateful for. The cat on your lap, the light on the window, the the fledgling garden outside, whatever's going on, the sound of music, all the things, the sound of birds is what I'm hearing, um, all those things that we have tremendous gratitude for. 
Saturday the 9th, the thing to note is there's a Mars-Uranus picture. It's a stressful um, geometric position. So the thing to really pay attention to on Saturday the 9th is where you are in space, what's going on. Um, this can be a tremendous weekend, as I said, but pay attention to where you are. Uh, if you're dancing, if you're walking, if you're driving, if you're bicycling, if you're skating, whatever's happening, pay attention to your body. Be in your body and be aware of what's around you because Mars square Uranus, which is what the picture is, often will indicate things that happen that we totally don't expect. Something totally out of the blue. So the... Um, the ball that rolls into the road when you're driving, the, that kind of energy. And so you, you want to be on hyper alert. It doesn't necessarily mean it's bad, but we have to be able to respond in ways that are positive with whatever, with whatever happens. Sunday the 10th is that new moon. So this new moon I'm going to talk about briefly is in the sign of Pisces. It's at 20 Pisces degrees. And also my calendar is telling me Ramadan begins. Oh, well. So these are times when we really want to think in terms of peace, Pisces, peace. Um, so... So sink into that in whatever way you can. The exact new moon is 5 a.m. Eastern time. So it's a good time to pre-dawn, wake up and meditate or chant. Or simply mark before you go to sleep at night um, what it is your intentions are, wishes, and please include a sense of peace and greater love for humanity. The moon goes void, of course, at 3.45 p.m. So this overall time is very lovely for emphasizing the higher octave of love. And you can absolutely, usually we say at new moons, not really... You, you want to wait a couple of days before you launch or initiate. If it's anything to do with creativity, wishes, inspiration, something you're aiming to put out in the world, then start it. Even if it's just writing down, actually this is huge to always do with a new moon, even, even just write down. I am going to, or I am in the process of, or this is happening now. And the moon enters Aries at 8.19 p.m., so that afternoon is just beautiful for really, really diving into and sinking into what do I still need to move through to slough off so that I can enter into this next new moon cycle free and fresh like Venus rising from the sea. And so once the moon enters Aries, we are ready to charge. So if you want to get a good night's sleep, probably get offline on the early side. 
And now I turn it over to Susie. And I can definitely hear those birds in the background. Oh, good. It sounds like happy time uh, over there in Mexico. Better than barking dogs. <laughs> yeah, don't even mention that. They'll start. No. Um, here they go. Um, so it's interesting you're talking about Venus <laughs> and um, that famous painting, The Birth of Venus. Botticelli. Mm -hmm. Botticelli, yes. I remember seeing it a few years ago when I was visiting the, I think it's in the Academia, yeah, in Rome. Mm. I well, it's it's Florence, Firenze. Yes, and yeah. And I remember standing in front of that painting, and after studying art history at college, and then working in the art world for many years, and never having seen it. And yes, wow, it's it's definitely a it's one of those moments in your life where you start crying. You just spontaneously burst into tears. And um, funny, it's now I use I use the face of Venus actually as my as my logo on some of my internet pages, like my Venmo page and things. So I'm feeling that birth of Venus very much. And fabulous. Let's, let's go into our meditation with that uh, with that energy of. Um, birth and here in the northern hemisphere uh, we're, we're definitely getting the taste of spring already so that's also mm. that okay thank you Pam I will jump into our meditation so everybody take a nice deep breath and just feel yourself arriving perhaps you'd like to imagine yourself as Venus standing on the half shell in your naked glory and just feel our own beauty, our own nakedness, our own complete transparency, standing there naked and looking out to the world and allow yourself, no matter what your patterning is from the previous moment to this or from the past, just allow yourself now to be absolutely beautiful, delighted with your body, no matter what shape or size or age or whatever, just Feel the beauty of your body, the beauty of everything that you are standing here naked and looking out to the world. Stand strong like mountain pose. Stand strong, stand in your power and feel the energy of all that you are. Everything that is your experience, everything that is your wisdom, everything that is you, without judgment, 
without I wish I was like this or I wish this or I wish that, without any regrets, without any shame, without any pain, here, strong and independent, stand by yourself. If you have a tendency to be codependent, rely on others a lot, stand still and be independent. Look out onto the world by yourself, as yourself. We come into this world alone. We leave this world alone. We might spend a lot of time with everybody else and being with a partner or being in a relationship. But it is only you in this body and it is only you in this head. It is only you behind those eyes perceiving the world. So allow yourself to really strengthen your independence, to be powerful by yourself, to be powerful as you. And as you feel all of that strength welling up in your body, also perhaps if needed some courage, literally feel the skeleton of your body as being strong. No matter what you might have done to your body or what doctors might have told you or what x-rays might have revealed, you make your body in every moment with every thought create strength, create a strong foundation. See your skeleton as strong bones. See the muscles, tendons, ligaments as strong and powerful. Flexible as well. And visualize your body now as a powerhouse that it moves easily, that you are balanced. See that all of your cells are creating energy, that there are no blockages, there's no damage, there's no pathogens. Your body is clean and clear, powerful, and able and full of energy. And we know that when we visualize, when we think, we are actually creating an energetic field. We are giving instructions to our body. We are allowing our body to be exactly as we are instructing now. And in the heart, 
visualize openness, loving kindness, if needed, buckets and buckets of patience, understanding, compassion. And in the mind, clear thought, clarity. Feel the purpose of your life, the meaning in your life, your movement forward as a clear path, visualizing exactly what it is that you want exactly what it is right now happening here in this present moment. As you feel all of this clarity in your mind, as you feel the unconditional love towards yourself, and towards all other beings in your heart. Feel that your body has the strength and flexibility, the intelligence to carry all of this out now. And just notice anywhere in your mind, in your heart, in your life, anything that might need a spring clean, that might need to be altered, that might need to be retweaked or addressed. Notice any parts of your life that might need to have a deeper cleaning that spring cleaning where we come in and we empty out our closets or our cupboards and take out all the things where the use-by date has gone past. And we begin to streamline. Streamline everything so it works easily and effortlessly. And if that requires some discipline, we allow ourselves to make some lists, some schedules, putting in some routine, making sure that we get that exercise once a day or that meditation in or that extra couple of glasses of water. It's time to really address this perfect, exquisite, human existence and make it the very, very best we can right now without falling back on old pain, old patterns, on things that might have restricted us in the past. We now burst forth with all of the energy and courage and strength that we can bring right now into this moment. 
gently opening our eyes, taking a nice big couple of fresh breaths, arriving here and now. Thank you so much, Pam, for the forecast. Sounds like this year is going to be a big one. And <laughs> here we go already with this big month of March. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us. Love now. You have been listening to Susie Mazzoli and Pamela Cuccinell of activespirituality.life. If you've enjoyed this program, consider a donation. You can find the link for that, activespirituality.life. Regardless, we look forward to having you join us again for next week's podcast. Please share and have a great week.